0: Hello dear friends, this is Pastor Evangelist Robert Venable inviting you to stay tuned for this edition of of Let's Talk About Jesus right here on WMAF. If you're in North Florida, Madison, uh, if you're in South Georgia, Valdosta, anywhere uh, along the interstate where you're hearing this broadcast live right at this moment, we're so glad that you've joined us today right here on WMAF. If you are listening by computer to WMAF as it streams uh, anywhere in the United States, anywhere in the world on the World Wide Web. We welcome you today, and if you have come to our website and downloaded this particular teaching, we're so glad that you have visited with us. We hope you'll come back again. You have already found out that there are no strings attached, nothing is for sale on our website. So if you were a billionaire, you couldn't buy anything from our website. However, if you would like to bless us in any way, we would be very, very grateful for that blessing. But having said that, we're not selling anything. We just want to reach the world with the gospel of Jesus Christ. And we want to reach Christians with that message that is relevant to the day and time that we are living in prophetically. I believe that the coming of the Lord is at hand the doors according to the scripture there's actually a scripture that says that when certain signs have come to pass and are coming to pass that that the coming of the Lord is even at the doors praise God I've got a barking dog and I tell you he knows the sound uh, of the mail uh, person when they come and he hears that little box on our home we don't have a mailbox out by the road it's it's grandfathered in so we don't have to walk out and get it. They have to bring it to us. And he knows the sound of that little, uh, even with the door shut, he knows the sound. When that little hinge opens to put the mail in the box, he's running to the door because he knows the mail person is at the door. I really believe the coming of the Lord is at the door. It's that Close. It could happen at any moment. It could occur before this broadcast is over. And that's why Jesus said, Be ye also ready, for in an hour ye think not, the Son of Man cometh. We want to be ready for the coming of the Lord. And we want to be working while we're waiting for His coming and doing the work of the kingdom and not being distracted or deceived in this last closing days and hours of human history. Friend of mine, we're talking today about the last of the last days. There are many scriptural references to the last days. I believe that we are living now in the last of the last days. And I want to go back and read once again from St. Luke's Gospel, chapter 21, verse 25 through 32, uh, concerning these signs uh, that that are coming. And and I want to explain some things today, and it's going to take a little bit of time, and I feel so excited about this message, so enthusiastic about bringing it. Uh, I'm so stirred in my heart and in my soul today, uh, I, I want to get this message out. And you know, I've said it before, and I got to say it again before we read. If I were to write a book, uh, and uh, and based on over forty years of ministry, over forty years, over four decades of ministry, some questions I would ask and challenge to be answered in that book to the twenty-first century church and Christian of today. It would be this, whatever happened to heaven, whatever happened to the message that comforted and consoled so many people's hearts and actually made us long uh, for our long home, as David put it, and the Psalms, long for that city, long for that day when we really become absent from the body and Present with the Lord. What happened to that place that so intrigued us and excited us that slipping out of the body to be present with the Lord in that place that He's prepared uh, would be a grand day instead of a dismal, dark day? Oh, friend of mine, uh, I've said it before. I'm saying it again today, and I will continue to say it, because the the Church of Jesus Christ and many Christians that make up that church have become so earth bound, uh, so materialistic and material minded uh, that we we we're more uh, more involved and focused on the temporal and the physical than the spiritual and the eternal. And I believe in light of the soon coming of Jesus, we need that paradigm shift to go back the other way. And we need to once again be excited about the soon coming of Jesus because we're excited about living with Him forever in the place that He is prepared. You ha- almost have to go to a funeral today to hear a good message on heaven. And we need to hear that message, not just at funerals. We need to hear it from time to time. In our, When we come together, we need to hear about that city that holy city and those holy ones in that city that are awaiting us to get there and live forever. There'll be a new heaven as it comes down out of heaven, the heavens literally to the earth and there'll be a new earth, but the holy city will be unchanging. Praise God, oh friend of mine. I would ask whatever happened to heaven, I would ask whatever happened to hell. What happened to the preaching and the teaching about the only other place for the human soul to spend eternity, and what a sobering thought it is that hell actually exists, even though it is not proclaimed or preached anymore, and those who even mention it are, are categorized as like the dinosaurs of old, <laughs> that it's, it, you, you, don't, you don't mention these things. Now, I'm going to tell you, we need to tell everyone the whole truth of the gospel. There's only two roads to be on. There's only two places to spend eternity. And let them know under no uncertain terms, God wants you to live with Him in the place He's prepared, in a new heaven and a new earth forever. God loves you. And it's not His will that any perish, but many are going to perish. And it's important that we all understand the alternative to His offer of salvation and His offer of security against that judgment to come stands today. The door of the ark is open. But we need to understand if we do not take His offer, and we refuse the benefit and blessing of the shed blood of Jesus Christ, friend of mine, there's only one other place to go, and that place exists as sure as heaven exists. I would ask whatever happened to heaven and whatever happened to hell in our preaching and our teaching and our, our collective consciousness as Christians? Oh, friend, what, whatever happened also to the message of the soon coming of Jesus. It's beginning to appear more and more, more and more. Uh, Christian leaders and preachers are feeling the sense of urgency to proclaim the soon coming of Jesus. And I'm glad that the paradigm shift is occurring as the Holy Spirit begins to point us more and more to our heavenly home and to our soon coming. King, so living in the last of the last days is part of this message that the spirit of God, I believe is bringing back into focus and into clear view. Make no mistake about it. Jesus is coming soon. Listen to what he, he said in luke twenty one twenty five through thirty two and there shall be signs in the sun and in the moon and in the stars and upon the Earth distress of nations with perplexity, the sea and waves roaring, men's hearts failing them for fear and for looking after those things which are coming on the earth. For the powers of heaven shall be shaken, and then shall they see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. They They shall see, the people that see these signs will also see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with great glory. And when these things begin to come to pass, this is important, when they begin, not when they are occurring, when they have occurred, but when they begin to come to pass, when we see these things beginning to come to pass, then look up. Lift up your heads, for your redemption draweth nigh. And then he spake a parable unto them in verse 29. Behold the fig tree and all the trees. And when they now shoot forth, you know of your own selves that summer is nigh at hand. So likewise ye, when ye see these things come to pass, know ye the kingdom of God is nigh at hand. Verily I say unto you, This generation shall not pass until all be fulfilled. It's important to understand that during the tribulation, there will be signs in the sun and the moon and the stars. And upon the earth, because of the judgments, the bold judgments, the vile judgments that that are being poured out, uh, there will be distress of nations with perplexity, the sea and the waves roaring, and men's hearts will fail them for fear and looking after those things that are coming upon the earth. And then shall they see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. They, the inhabitants of the earth, during the tribulations will see Him coming. This is not the rapture of the church. This is the second Coming of Jesus Christ, I call the Rapture of the Church, and I've heard the argument: Rapture is not in a word used in the Bible. Well, Trinity isn't used in the Bible, but everyone understands that Trinity is a biblically descriptive word that describes the the one, the Triune God, one God manifest in three persons: the Father, Son and Holy Spirit. Amen. This is the Trinity, though the word Trinity is not in there. Trinity Trinity is an accurate, accurate illustration, an accurate uh, uh, word to use to describe the Triune God, just like rapture. uh, which That is not a word found in the Bible, but it describes accurately an event that is found In the Bible, the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout with the voice of the archangel, and and the dead in Christ shall rise first, and we which are living and remain will be caught up with him to meet the Lord in the air. So shall we ever be with the Lord. And we're told to comfort one another with these words. Praise God. Amen. So when we see the circumstances that will occur during the tribulation begin to to be moved into place, I see it like a play. And I, I've never been to a live play, but I've seen on television when the, the orchestra is tuning up. The curtain is getting ready to be opened, and all of the set pieces are beginning to be moved into place. You know that that curtain is going to open. The first, uh, the first strains of music is going to begin, and the play has started. And I believe that we can see the the things. We can see a cashless society coming. I mean, it's very clear to me that a world church is for me. A world government is soon to form. A world currency will soon be accepted. A world leader will soon appear with a global peace plan, the Antichrist. We are very near to a cashless society as a result of 21st century technology. The falling away has begun among many formally dedicated denominations. The apostasy has already begun. And in light of these things we are told to look up. For our redemption draweth nigh. The second coming is not the rapture. and The rapture is not the second coming. And here's some parallels. At the rapture, it's the translation of all believers, both those who have died in Christ and we who are living in Christ. But at the second coming there is no translation. And in the rapture translated saints go to heaven translated saints return to the earth with him in the second coming in the rapture the earth is not judged in the second coming the earth is judged and righteousness is established the rapture is imminent at any moment and there and so we need to be ready for the coming of Jesus but the second coming follows definite predicted signs, including the tribulation. Rapture, the catching away, is not in the Old Testament, but the second coming is predicted, often in the Old Testament. In that rapture or secret coming, as opposed to the second coming, it's believers only. The second coming affects all humanity. Every one on earth will see Him at the second coming. And they will mourn because of him, because he's coming to judge the earth. And he who has been rejected literally as Savior, now we have to face, uh, they have to face as judge. The, the, The rapture is before the day of wrath, and the second coming is at the conclusion of the day of wrath. In the rapture, there's no reference to Satan at all. In the second coming, Satan is bound. Hallelujah. In the, in the rapture, Christ comes for his own. That's why I call it a secret coming. And the bridegroom is coming for his bride. In the second coming, Christ comes with his own. The armies of heaven, and that includes us in the book of Revelation, are coming back with him to rule and reign with him. The rapture, the secret coming, He comes in the air. (laughs) Hallelujah. The second coming, He comes and stands upon the earth. In the rapture, He claims His bride. In the second coming, He comes with His bride. And in the rapture, only His own see Him. (laughs) This is why I call the rapture the secret coming, to separate it from the second coming. And in the second coming, every eye, the Bible declares, shall see him. After the rapture, the tribulation begins. The second coming is at the end of the tribulation period. Friend of mine, rather than argue about the timing of his coming, we need to understand, no man knoweth the day or the hour. But Jesus is telling us here that we can know the season of, of His coming. Because if the fig tree and the trees are shooting forth, we know that summer is nigh. It doesn't give a specific date, but we know the season has changed, and a new season is upon us. And I believe that we are living in the season of the soon coming of Jesus, the secret coming of Christ for His bride the Church, Hallelujah, and I believe because we can see uh, these these circumstances that will be occurring during the tribulation, we can see how that this is going to occur. you know you won't be able to buy or sell without taking a mark, and when we begin to move into a cashless society, uh, you will have to take a mark to buy or sell. We can see the technology and we can also see the psychology of that. Businesses and banks, world banks and monetary systems, we are moving toward a a cashless society. Many of you already have been issued new credit cards. If you have a credit card that has a chip in it, instead of swiping it, you just put it in Uh, and it reads from that chip all the information it needs. And friend of mine, it would be just as easy to put a chip in your forehead, a chip uh, uh, somewhere else on your body, amen, in your hand, and you would just have to hold your hand and it would read that chip. We are are so close to those conditions of the tribulation. The Bible said the Son during the tribulation would would burn men. Uh, there would be a, an intensification of the infrared rays of the sun. And great sores would break out upon men during the tribulation. And we can see around the world there are particular places where the ozone layer, that thin layer of ozone that filters the infrared rays of the sun is beginning to break out down and one of the things that occur in those areas is an increase in skin cancer when the skin is exposed to those those ultraviolet rays those rays unfiltered from the sun we can see that beginning there will be signs in the moon the bible said the moon would be as sackcloth and the sun as sackcloth the moon as blood and in the stars, the Bible said the very powers of heaven would be shaken here. And the Bible said that the stars will be shaken. The, the universe is going to shake as, as this tribulation period is upon the earth. And, 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 and it's going to be a horrendous, beyond imaginable time. And that's why there will be distress of nations. And that's why fear will grip Every single person upon this planet. That's the tribulation. And we see all of those things lining up. Sooner or later, our scientists tell us an asteroid or a comet is going to fall and uh, hit the earth somewhere in the earth during the tribulation. The only way John could describe what he saw, he said everything to him was a star or something falling out of heaven. He thought it was a star, and he said, "...a star shall fall from heaven, it shall fall into the sea, and it will kill a third part of everything living." Talked of the sea and waves roaring. Talked of earthquakes during the tribulation that are so strong that it will shake heavens as well as the earth. Something in the cosmos as well as the earth is going to be shaken. And the shaken is going to be so tremendous that every island of the sea is going to be no more. Every island of the sea will be over uh, oh, engulfed in tidal waves from the shaking. Oh friend of mine. We need to be ready for the soon secret coming of Jesus. Hallelujah. Make no mistake about it. Jesus is coming for his people just like he is promised and we will meet him in the air so shall we ever be with the lord hallelujah from that moment on we will be personally physically with him praise god amen this this message that has been kind of pushed aside as we become more materialistic and more concerned about the physical and the temporal, rather than the spiritual and the eternal. I believe that there is a paradigm that paradigm shift has come, and I believe there's a paradigm shift back to the focus on the soon coming of Jesus. And as it occurs, it is an incredible, incredible uh, thing that that happens unto them that look. The Bible said, "He shall appear." To them that are anticipating, those that are longing for Him right now are looking for Him right now. Praise God. Even as the first love is rekindled in so many hearts as true Holy Ghost revival occurs, and we begin to have that ardent, white-hot Love for Jesus once again that, that causes the love of the world to lose out and the love of God to win out, praise God. Causes Satan's system that tries, vies for our attention and even our hearts to not be able to turn us from that upward look and that anticipation of this coming of our sovereign, our King, and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Praise God, I feel a stirring in the atmosphere, not only of the world as God is moving and calling and conquering hearts that have have been unconquered until now. There's a mighty outpouring of the Holy Spirit to bring souls to Jesus Christ today. And that mighty flow of the Spirit, part of that is the re-proclamation of the lost message That seems to have been shoved aside in so many circles. The soon coming of Jesus Christ for his church. This secret coming. Just exactly like the Bible said at midnight. (laughs) Totally unexpected. Unannounced. There was a cry. Behold the bridegroom cometh. And and we have to be ready and have oil in our lamps. We used to sing that hymn, give me oil in my lamp, keep me burning. Give me oil in my lamp, I pray. That oil in the lamp is none other than the Holy Spirit that seals us unto the day of redemption. Praise God. And, and Jesus said, when you see these things that are going to be completely manifest during the tribulation, and you see them like the play and the set pieces being put into place, when you as a Christian see that coming to pass right at that moment, not when it comes to pass, as it's coming to pass, but when you see it begin, lift up your head. Your redemption draweth nigh. Oh, friend of mine, to live in the light of the soon coming of Jesus is to live a life of anticipation and dedication. Hallelujah. Amen. To live in the light of the second coming of Jesus. The Bible said whoever has this hope, whoever holds on to this hope, Purifieth himself. You know why? Because we begin to travel light. We do not put our roots down in this temporal, physical, material world. We build our homes. We, we, we send our children to college or to schools. We do everything we know to do to be a blessing to our families and our children. But we're always looking toward the eastern sky. We're always anticipating. Therefore, we do not put all of our faith and all of our future in, in men and governments and materialistic things. We know what is about to occur, and we begin to live a life that we, we have different values than the world around us. We do not let this world system distract us from the events that are just on our doorstep, that are even at the door. Oh, my dog knows. <laughs> he knows. He, don't, he, does, he doesn't even just know when the mail person is at the door, even with the door closed. He knows the sound of the mail truck. <laughs> he's, he's eight years old, but he, his hearing is perfect, believe me. And he can look, look like he's in a dead sleep, but when he hears the sound of the mail truck, the motor through a block walls of our home, a distance to the 50 feet into the road from our front door, he jumps up when he hears that sound. He's immediately alerted. And out of a sleep, he wakes up running. Praise God. And I believe today it's time For every child of God. For the collective church of Jesus Christ. Oh, to hear the sound of His soon coming. To recognize the time that we are living. And as the Bible said, Awake thou that sleepeth, and Christ shall give you light. We will have illumination. We will have understanding. We will be stirred into activity. We will get a sense of urgency and expectation. And we will live our life with a value system and a moral system that is not based on the mores of the world, but based on the kingdom of God and the soon coming of our King, our sovereign, and our Savior. Jesus Christ. Friend, you can tell I'm stirred today. I am stirred in my soul. There's not only a stirring in the atmosphere of of, of the world where something is about to occur. There's a stirring in the hearts of those that will hear and heed the message. Be ye also ready for in an hour you think not the Son of Man cometh. Today, if you don't know Christ is your Savior, I challenge you, I urge you, run to Him. Don't run from Him anymore. Run to Him. Repent of your sin. Receive His pardon and be sealed with the Holy Spirit and then look up because now your redemption is also drawing nigh. Our time is gone, but would you come back next week and let's talk about Jesus.